So Liverpool. Shut the fuck up. Hey, yo, welcome back to the High Kicks Podcast. How are we doing, Carl? What is good? What is good? Finger guns as always. Uh, we are still holding the mics. Uh, thank you, Chad, for that idea. He's not joining us this week, but uh, thank you for this idea. Great idea. It's just so much more freeing. I really don't know why we didn't think of it before. It's also going to make any like Instagram, TikTok, any other kind of content that we post just look a little bit more natural because we're not going to be like hunched over into our mics. Like we can, I can move. stand up and be a dip. Like that—that's the most important thing. I can do whatever I want. I—I I can't walk to the bathroom right now. But we just like, keep it a little further away from our mouth so it doesn't sound like a popping peas and bees. Yeah. So we're working on that, but we'll yeah. we'll get the exact exact distances. Um, it's been very exciting in terms hell of, of a weekend. Um, yeah. hell of a weekend. Hell. Hell of a fucking weekend. Where do you want to start? I think we start off with the Prem. And no, I think no, the no best... I know that, but what game? No, be, I was going to say with the weekend, it includes uh, the other fixtures. Um, let's start with That's what I mean. one of the like, first games. The we're start, we're start, Villa, yeah. Villa so, and Brighton. Brighton are a very interesting side this season. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what to think of them because, like, when you I'm look at I'm high on them. I'm really high on them, but, like, I don't think they're quite ready. No. And I'm not saying that I think Villa are, but I think Villa are more ready. I disagree with that. So my reasoning is that Villa have brought in players from other leagues that have played high-level European footy. And also have been building more. And Brighton don't Just have, sold off Caicedo, I, just sold off McAllister, just yeah. like... They, they've been sort of, like, separating their team. I, I definitely there understand what you clubs in different states, in but, that. like, I'm, I'm just... Let's put it this way. Like, I know Villa has Conference League, but, like... I I trust Villa and their side going through a European season with the tiredness and having to rotate squad more than I do Villa's squad. You mean Brighton's squad? Yeah, I completely yeah, agree squad. with that. That's more what I mean. Like I last year last year was a different squad. If yes. we're talking about last year's Brighton team, but we're not. I would totally see them being completely fine. It's yeah, exactly. This season, with they they still have Evan Ferguson who's balling out and one of yeah like I, I don't want to poop on him like but he's been amazing. Have, it's just they have good players, but I just like and also not need, that, nothing against Deserby. Yeah, he's a phenomenal manager, but he hasn't managed a European campaign, right? I don't think so. I don't either. I could be wrong there. Yeah, don't don't quote me on that. But I'm gonna fact check that it, real quick. Do that. But let, let me talk about Brighton real quick. In terms of the way that the squad is built, they have a lot of depth and are one of the most talented sides in the Prem without a doubt, with an exciting manager, and the way that they play is just exciting to watch and can do 
whatever. I think the flaws with that are very similar, even though they are better than the team I'm going to mention. He to managed Shakhtar. Like so he did oh. manage in Europe. I totally forgot about that. Disregard what I said. He has never managed the European season for a Premier League side or for like a major league side, which is a little different still because like a top dem- five side, top five league side. Yeah. So like there's, there's still a little bit of a difference there, but he has managed a European season. All right. But like, even though he's done that, he's approaching it with a different sort of squad. Um, Like you said, it's also within the Prem and also with the squad specifically, it has a lot of turnover from last year. So when you look at Villa, Emmy Martinez has been consistently Emmy Martinez for the past couple seasons. Pulling in of Pau Torres was very different, but the majority of that defense has remained similar throughout the past couple years. Their midfield, even though they've gotten little pieces here and there, is relatively consistent. And Ollie Watkins has been there. So when you look at this side, they have a lot more consistency and a lot more, I wouldn't say depth, but depth of players who have seen this level of competition time and time again. When you look at Brighton, yeah, Brighton just do not have that. Of course, I think Brighton are a more talented side in general just because of what they're capable of doing on any given day. But guess what? On any given day, like that pedigree is able to trump a play style. And we were just really able so. to see that what like six one was dominated. What this match shows truly to me is that experience trumps like spunk. Yeah. And look, when Brighton played them later in the season in the reverse fixture, Brighton could smack them. It could be a totally different match, but this this was a statement. Yeah. And I think Brighton will approach this in the best way and really come back oh, from it. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. They're they're gonna they're only gonna grow from this. Yeah. And also, not to knock Villa, they were just fucking so accurate throughout the entire game. Of course, they were able to tear through that Brighton defense, but Brighton were still able to possess the ball and still put some chances on net. It's just that they were really not clinical and Sort Villa did a great job at pressing on them. So I don't want to take anything away from this victory for Villa because, my God, Ollie Watkins had a hat trick. Like, you got to hype up the boy. So moving on, though. Yo, Lutton got a win. Yeah, I, I was about to say Arsenal winning doesn't matter. But I mean, Havertz scored, winning. but it was a pen. So, like, who cares? But Lutton yeah, got a but win. Yeah, but Havertz and- scored, which is... <laughs> It was away, and it was Everton, and I love it. Yep. That's all. Yep. It's sort of ironic that it's Everton. Yep. I think that's that's all. Yep. And I want to skip over the next game. Yeah, Um, no. How does it feel? The um, we're talking about it. So, what's going on? I was actually having this conversation with multiple people at work today because one of my friends like is a Man U fan 
So like we just chat shit. And also I met this one dude who was a Chelsea fan and he was like, I hate my life. And then this other guy was like, I'm a Birmingham City fan and we're in tenth in the championship. Yo, I'm hype. And I'm like, damn, I, I wish I was you. It's all about perspective. Yeah. Um, but Birmingham City apparently had Jude, like yeah, before Jude. Jude and yeah, I always, I always forget that he was there, but like he set every single record. Like I don't think you realize that. Like he, oh, yeah, he they, actually, no, I know, I know. They retired his number. Yeah, I know, but like I, I always forget these like small feats. Like when when we're talking nah, about him, not nah, like it, it's been a while. Like he's been in the picture for so long that I was just like, oh yeah, no, Jude, like for Dorman and everything, and then I was just like. Like, the fact that I met someone who, like, was watching those games and going to them, I was like, what? Like, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah random British, dude. Yeah, I, I was low-key hyped, like, today on my break at work. So, like, in regards to Man U, what me and my friend kept on saying is that, like, yeah, Ten Hag maybe still it. Like, we don't really know. But, like... This is bigger than a manager. And I think we really have to start breaking it down from that perspective rather than being like, oh, yeah, it's Ten Hag. Because, yeah, Ten Hag sort of has been similar to Ole in terms of style. But we're stuck with the worst fucking contracts in the Prem, essentially. Like, we're sitting here with Harry Maguire. We don't have a defense right now. Besides, like, McGuiz and Johnny Evans, because Varane is hurt, Lindelof is hurt, uh, Lissandro Martinez is hurt, all three of our left backs are hurt, <laughs> like, and we don't have, like, that pedigree. Like, I, I think that's the major flaw with this team right now. We keep on trying to sign people who have aged out of their, like, primes and we just sort of are like a fleeting hope like i mean as i would agree with that i mean your most recent one of those was casemiro but no casemiro is different like i'm not saying every single one of them is that but like but who who else have you done that with recently because like johnny fuck. evans is a good cheap player to bring in I, i'm not talking about johnny evans like when we did like lukaku when we've done like ibra like i'm talking about not like within the past like couple years i'm talking about like within yeah but the all past so, decade. so yeah but but i don't know like, lukaku, no 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 well, the, lukaku this is was a... still young that was just a bad signing the ibra one was questionable but none of that relates to now like i'm asking you like what is wrong with right now because you I, I know really, I, but you don't I, have I'm any of those players that. on the squad right now I'm saying that, like, let me finish because in terms of this, like, it, it's a recurring issue. This isn't like a fucking once, like, it's an issue. Like, we end up fucking kicking managers to the curb fucking consistently because we don't know what the hell is going to happen in terms of ownership. And we keep on trying to sign players for, like, random prices, like, the fucking most. That's and being fair. stuck with, like, the oddest goddamn contracts in the world. Like, yeah, Sancho was an amazing signing. But we signed him for so fucking much. Like, yeah, it, it, it made sense that he went for that price. We signed everyone for so fucking much. Do you know like, why? Do you see Liverpool doing that? Do you see, like, bro, no other side. I, I know because, like, teams know they can get that out of Manchester exactly. United. And they always have. But that's the issue. 
Like we can't be doing that. Although we Man City's good act- at nickel and diming, I think part yeah. of your issue is it's not that because Man City has shown the historics of splashing the major cash too. Yes, but it, it comes down to clubs know that you guys splash the cash and they know how willing you are to splash the cash exactly it, it's the willingness because like liverpool splashing is... the cash over fucking no one though that's my issue with this it's not that it's a situation like liverpool like this season knew that caicedo would probably go for more and fell off man you would have fucking topped oh, that so for no hear reason me out. I truly believe Liverpool knew Caicedo didn't want to play for them. Yes, so they I bid, think so too. they outbid Chelsea and then let Chelsea have to pay more. Um, yes. I think I'm the just Lavia saying... one was a little bit of a stunner. And yes. I think ending up with Gravenberge, I think he's going to be phenomenal. So I'm not mad. Yes. So, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like with, Man, you you do dog Looking. shit business, yeah. Well, like we we signed Mason Mount, but Arambat was linked with us fucking forever, or Amrabat, sorry, and we didn't fucking reach out to him and sign him when he would potentially be a perfect fit within the midfield that actually, needs that so, sort so of presence. Out. You guys, you guys waited long enough for Amrabat actually that he's the best piece of business you've done in a very long time. I know because of that loan deal, but and the like, fact I, that the option to buy is for like twenty nine million. Okay, I, I I didn't know about the option to buy because I looked into it and at first there wasn't. Yeah, it's a twenty nine mil. It's a fucking ridiculous deal for Amrabat. All right, all right, all right. So that makes sense, but like that's my issue. Like that's been by far the best signing put we've had in way. a little bit besides Casemiro and Casemiro we paid a pretty penny for I understand Casemiro like, was very expensive I understand he is who he is but he's in his 30s and spending 70 mil on that yeah that's what I mean we, we consistently that do that we consistently do that, though. Instead of signing someone that we're going to have as a club legend and be there for 10 years, we have someone who can be there for max three, and then like they they can't be in a first team properly, but we'll still have them there. And that has consistently happened. And it's like, even though we have like Bruno, who like shines at times, and like these other players who are capable of shining at times, like it, it's not capable of happening because we pull this bullshit at the end of the day this is just a consistent issue within manchester united this isn't like a one season it's just it's glaring this season because of our current placement honestly we're gonna pull it back like and i i know it's gonna happen to a degree like but what we're gonna have the worst finish we've had in the past 15 years be we're gonna get we're gonna get back like, into. The, I'm gonna. I'm gonna segue us on. We're gonna get back into the United talk when we talk Champions League. It's yeah, kind of why we Jesus skipped over Christ. Arsenal a lot. Um, Newcastle yeah, two low over Burnley. Expected. That. West Ham. Oh yeah, United lost to Palace. That's kind of the basis of all that. West yeah. Ham two nil over Sheffield. Expected. Yep. Wolves. The, Man City. Before we get into say, the controversy of the week, not weekend, expected. Not expected at all. 
I'm shook. This, yeah. It, Julian it Alvarez showed... hit a stunning free kick, but like, yes. Ruben it showed Diaz a lot. Goal, Huang Hee Chan. It showed a lot. A lot. It shows that Man City actually are slightly vulnerable yep. if they don't have Rodri and De Bruyne. Yep. yep. So I'm really curious what their next phase is going to be afterwards. I definitely think Julian Alvarez is a godsend for them because Jesus Christ, the dude can fucking ball. He's Foden, so like, he's so he's good. disgusting. But, like, I'm really curious what the city side is going to end up pulling once, like, Rodri starts aging out and everything. Like, of course, there there's going to be a lot more players within that amount of yep. time, so I don't mm-hmm. want to say anything. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they do great business, so they'll end they up do. figuring it they out. Do, they do better business than almost anyone because they sell so well. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what we were also talking about with um my, my one friend today at lunch. Uh, during our break not lunch like dinner whatever um the the way that city are able to stay consistent as well as liverpool is they know when to sell players oh yeah but like Bayern, i wouldn't say that as much because they'll 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 run a guy until they're dead but like they'll still make sure they're good it, yeah. it's just that they'll run a guy until they're dead so Liverpool, um, Liverpool's good at selling players, but they're not as good at reinvesting as City is. That is true. They're pretty good at reinvesting. So, like, our midfield purchases this year is some of the best business we've done in a very long time. With Completely agreed. Sobislai McAllister, Graven Birch. The Wataru Endo one is weird, but I understand bringing in an older, more experienced midfielder. That's what I mean. Like, and also he sort of fills like the Fabinho role in terms of like being a CDM. He's not like as consistent or as good as Fabinho. I don't want to like put those two in the well, same. Well, I think he's, they're not really playing with like a pure CDM right now. That's what I mean. Like, but he is able to fill that in, and that's what they sort of wanted. And also, like you're saying, the veteran presence for these young players, he is perfect for that. So yeah. It, it it was just great business at the end of the day because you didn't sign him for a massive fee either. Yeah. And then, like you said, you got Gravenberch. Like, bro, Gravenberch was a great signing for you guys. Mm-hmm. Let's move off of Liverpool and back to Wolves real quick. They balled the fuck out, even though, like, they I want to say... They sold, like, their best player to City and then beat them. Yeah. Like, e- match stats, match stats. They played their game to a degree because like you're going to get out possessed. You're going to give up more shots. You're going to get you're you're so they got outplayed, but their game plan was to get outplayed and capitalize on the small chances they would get. Yep. And that's exactly what they did. And they they were able to actually play in the midfield to a degree. They gave city a lot of chances, but not a lot of really really good chances per se yeah and on a given day city could have won this game six exactly no but we saw a huge hole that typically is filled with either like a stones or a rodri and the fact that neither were there 
we really saw a glaring hole in the city side that sort of isn't very apparent at most times throughout yep. any season. And yep. I, I, I think they definitely are going to make the most of this afterwards. But, like, it's interesting. Also, Oscar Bob. Uh, We're I moving see on. Of this, dude. I'm fucking pissed. Uh, no, Pep's just hyping up this dude, Oscar Bob. He's like, yo, this is the best talent I've ever worked with. Like, and he's worked with like You mean you like know. Rico Lewis? Oh yeah, it was Rico Lewis, sorry. Yeah, Rico Lewis is like a dummy talented right back. Yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna be a right back. I don't either. But he's like stupid talented. Yeah, like he, he's apparently like I've seen him play to a degree, but I need to see more of him. Like my god, yeah. All right, yeah. We're the moving controversy on. Controversy. I'm fucking pissed. Weekend. So like, here's the deal. I had this conversation with Michael earlier today, and I don't know what the proper solution is. I really don't, because it's not necessarily fair to replay the game. Yeah, but. And I don't think they should, and I don't think they will. We we were looking at the VAR rules earlier today, and we think that the solution for this issue is that they need to add a rule to VAR where if they notice that there is a clear miscommunication of the ruling. And I'm not yeah. talking about here like a let's say you check an offside call and you look at it for two minutes and you deliver the call to the on-field official and then you keep it up for like another five minutes and you look at it and you're like, oh, shit, I made a mistake. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what happened in this match when they relay the call and they say check complete because he thought it was awarded a goal on the field. And it wasn't awarded a goal on the field. So that quick check complete resulted in the goal being disallowed. Even after the free kick for the offsides, the second that official goes, oh shit, we screwed up. They should be able to stop the game and get that call right. Yeah, just have extra time. Like we were able to see it like with the but World I Cup mean, extremely well. The reason well. they couldn't is because play had resumed. And they need to be able, there needs to be some kind of loophole in that play resumed rule for circumstances like this. Not so where I they think... extend the review, but where they realize that there was a clear miscommunication that led to the call being objectively wrong. You so, know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but I, I think it's really going to interrupt the run of play. And well, but it's a really, it's not going to interrupt the run of play because it's a really, really rare issue. Think about it. This is the first time something like this has happened with VAR. Yeah. All right. That's true. This is so it wouldn't really interrupt the run of play unless it happened again. And it's probably not going to happen again anytime soon. And if it does, this should be implemented. Like, oh, yeah, without a doubt. Think about it. Like, that's what I mean. Like, Think about it. Imagine this happens in the World Cup final. All right. But, like, how is it implemented? Because the Premier League has different officiating than the World Cup. The World Cup has semi-automated 
automated and then so the it's primary league fine. Has Cham- different. Fuck, fuck that. Imagine it's the Champions League final. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not talking about forget offsides or whatever, but it's a clear miscommunication on a whatever. Like basically, let's say somebody gets shown a straight red and yeah. the VAR says we're gonna clear that no red card. And the on-field official hears and confirms the red card and starts to play. The VAR okay. official should be able to be like, yo, no, that's not what I said. Bring that back. It wasn't a red card. Like, for okay. the clear... Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. And that is so rare. So that's what I mean. Imagine something like that I, I, happens all right, in the all right. World that, Cup. That's a simple ruling. I, I thought you were talking about like trying to position the ball afterwards and do no. like a bunch of different stuff. In no, terms I'm of this. talking about I'm like, very simply that, when a miscommunication between the VAR official and the on just making that clear leads to a mistake in the ruling. They can go back and yeah. change it. Okay, I fucks not with that, extending but... the review, not like changing the ruling because you got another angle. Only if something like this happens where both sides thought they were relaying yeah. different information. Good. Okay. I, I originally presumed you were talking a little different than what happened. No. But for those who are wondering what happened, uh, can I say Luis it? Diaz was onside? Yeah. So most Allah plays a ball. But, Louis, but Louis, re- real, on, quick, on. real quick, real quick, yeah. real quick. Did you see all the memes? That oh, showed that he cynical. actually was offside. <laughs> the people the, who are just the drawing sports. the different yeah. colors. Yeah, yeah. So Salah plays in a perfect through ball. Diaz runs, gets it, scores. This is after Curtis Jones' questionable red card, but I totally get why it was called a red card. It's a unfo- yeah. it's questionable because his foot rolled over the ball and it's completely unintentional, like intentional, but it still studs into the shin. So like I get it. It's just yeah. it's unfortunate. I'm I, no complaints. Um, I wouldn't have complaints either way. But Diaz scores. They go the it gets ruled offsides on the field. It goes yeah. to VAR, and the whole discussion we were having is, and now we know this is how it went because this is how the audio goes down. Basically, that the VAR official looks at the review and goes, goal, "Ruled goal on the field. Check complete." Yep. And the VAR or the field official, knowing the call on the field was offside, not onside, goes quick check complete, offside, no goal. And after he awards that kick and play resumes, the VAR official goes, oh, no, we messed up. So basically, Liverpool should have been awarded a goal. Very, very early on, or not very early on, like in the 33rd minute after already being down a man. And what happened was they didn't, Spurs ended up scoring. Cody Gakpo ended up scoring, and then it was 1 1 Liverpool. Yeah, Joda then got sent off, and Matip scored a 96 minute own goal. But that, like, there have been VAR errors we've seen before where we've redrawn the lines and they've gotten the lines wrong. But this was a not doing your job wrong or like place. This was a failure to put in the effort to do an important job correctly. Yeah. 
and it sucks. This was just a total fuck up of the system. Uh, Liverpool definitely got gypped, but at the end of the day, yeah. I when I was talking to Michael about it today, and he's a Spurs fan, but he 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 basically like I finally got it out of him where he was like, you know, playing replaying the game is just a punishment to Tottenham, and I was like, okay, and leaving the game as it is is a punishment to Liverpool. Yeah, and I was like, nothing's fair, but I'm just it wouldn't be unfair to replay it because it would put everything back on even ground, but it would be unfair to replay it because it would just congest fixtures. And it's just, it's going to be a mistake that could end up costing a club a A European European spot, spot. placement money, a title. Yep. Like I'm telling you right now, I'm very calm about this. If Liverpool lose out on the title to City, let's say by a point, I'm livid. Yeah, no, I could definitely see. Like, there, I'm not one to say, if, like, oh, this uh, was stolen from us. Because you can't even say that we would have won the game. You can't even say that Spurs wouldn't have won the game. But all it's just, it would have been nice to have a fair shot. Yeah, And I know fairness doesn't exist in the real world, but it would have been nice to have the game properly called. Yes. Like, at at the end of the day, like, blatantly, like, this is just an awful This, for anybody who's, let's say, new to our podcast, who's American, who doesn't understand the severity of what I'm talking about, I could truly put this, let's say, at the end of the season on the same spot as the missed PI call in the Saints-Rams game. It could be that big of a flub. Yep. And it's bad. And it just We're gonna is move what on it is. Because, like Brian said, it is what it is. And we can't really do anything about it. It really fucking sucks. I actually do sort of hope they figure out a time to replay the game, but we'll see if that ends up actually happening. I like do and don't because I don't think it's right yeah. to replay it. Because, like, what do you do? Replay the whole game? Do you wipe Curtis Jones's red card? Do you replay the game from 1-0 Liverpool at that moment? Do you replay yeah. the game with Curtis Jones's it, red card and count that it, as one it, of his suspended odd. games? It's odd. Like it's odd. All right. Yeah. We, we don't we don't gotta go into the details of that because honestly, we'll be here all day trying to figure out exactly how the game's gonna be played. I'm skipping over Sunday. I really don't. I mean, I don't want to be like that, but a Forest no. Brentford one one draw. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, but I was gonna say Chelsea actually have goals for October besides one. So congrats, dude! Fucking Mudrick scored. Yeah, no, I'm surprised. Mudrick takes finally you nine scored. Dude, watch this goal just like kickstart him into the player that everybody thought he was gonna be. I wish, I really wish, like that would be fucking nuts. I'd be proud of him. Yeah, without a doubt. I hate Chelsea, but, like, I'd be proud of him. That's, like, a really good story. I like him, like, as a player. Yeah. Um. In regards to this match, Chelsea should have won. 
don't want to hype it up crazy. And yeah. uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. So uh, yesterday on Tuesday. We're recording this Ludden really lost. technically. It's Thursday morning. Shut up. Ludden lost. What? Ludden lost. Oh, I wasn't going to go into that, but sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ludden uh, lost to Burnley. E. Time for the Champions League. The Champions! See, I can't say it excited this year. Do you want to know why? Because uh, Manchester United is, is, in, is in it. And also... Like, even though Byron balled out, like, not this game. Like, bro, Copenhagen actually were playing pretty good. Yep. So, I have an honest question. We're going to get back into the United. Well, actually, we're not going to get back into the United thing real quick. So, I'm just going to run it down. I was expecting Sociedad to beat Salzburg. Braga over Berlin is a little bit shocking. Copenhagen bit, played crazy. exceptionally well. Inter yep. and Benfica. Inter Boring, just doesn't. But... They're just yeah. So I have issue with Arsenal. Yes. And my issue with Arsenal is in Bukayo Saka's first ever European season. After all of these games, after whatever, after he like got a little bit hurt this weekend. Don't play him. Yeah. Period. Dude is dude is now out for what looks like to be an extended period of time. Why would you do that? That's stupid. And like, think about it. Like, you have other players. Yeah. You have depth. Like, it's just. Not only did you lose in the Champions League, but you lost your best player and it could potentially derail your entire season. So, dumbass Arsenal for that. Yep. Now Manchester United, United. Yeah, let's touch upon this. It doesn't matter where he goes. It doesn't matter who he plays we for. We got Zahad. He will come to Old Trafford. He will find the net and he will kick the ball into it. Even we though apparently he's only scored four times at Old Trafford or against United since leaving. We got Zaha. So Zaha scored. Cardi scored. Ekterkalu. I can't even pronounce that name right. Number seven on Galatasaray scored. And Mario Cardi scored. And uh, Hoysland had two goals. Oh, he balled. Yeah. He balled, bro. Oh, I thought no. he scored the winner in the 67th. He was like, eh. But um, let's keep it and a then buck. You let up Onana's garbage. Onana, Onana fucking garbage. sucks. Onana sucks. Um, Casemiro got a red because he had to try to carry that fucking defense. Casemiro um, has gotten more reds in 60-something games at United than he has in the 100 or so. He, hundred Over 100, he's played at every other club. Yep. 
So yeah, Manchester United got beat by Galatasaray three two. So At fuck home. me, I guess. Oh oh oh, we can't move on because I actually, I need Carl's reaction to this. So um, I am gonna read this to Carl. Fuck you, Brian. Oh my god, I don't have it. Oh wait, yes uh-huh. I do. I do. So. <clears throat> Galatasaray hadn't won a game on English soil in 117 years of existing until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United had never lost the opening two UCL group games until Eric Ten Hag. Man U had never conceded seven goals in the opening UCL group games until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United had never conceded three plus goals in back to back UCL games until Eric Ten Hag. Galatasaray hadn't scored or won an away goal in the UCL since 2015. Three in one game as soon as they meet Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United hadn't lost four of the opening seven PL games in history until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United haven't had as few as nine points from the opening seven games since 1989 until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United hadn't conceded four goals in a UCL group game in 28 years until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United hadn't conceded three-plus goals in three consecutive games since 1978 until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United hadn't ever lost at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That one's harsh. It's a new stadium. Until Eric Ten Hag. (laughs) Manchester United hadn't lost the opening two away games since 1973-1974. Until Eric Ten Hag, Manchester United hadn't completed or hadn't conceded more than one goal in four consecutive league games. Bro, since you're still fucking going. Until Eric Ten Hag, Manchester United had never conceded two goals in the opening four minutes of a PL game at Old Trafford. Until Eric Ten Hag, Manchester United had never conceded twenty three shots in one game at Old Trafford in Premier League history. Until Eric you got Ten Hag. one more before I fucking leave. This is the last one. Manchester United had never won. Or sorry, Brighton had never won twice in a row at Old Trafford until Eric Ten Hag. I hope this helps. <laughs> Via Tide PSV, Bayern beat Copenhagen even though Copenhagen had a good game. Real <laughs> smacked the fuck out of Napoli. I mean, uh, three athletic. two isn't. No, 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 no. I need your honest response to what I just read you. I don't. I, you're getting my honest response. Let's wrap this up. Uh, Thuggin. Jesus. I'm done with this. I'm done with this fucking shit. Four one okay. Newcastle. They smacked the living fuck out of PSG. It was amazing. I loved, loved every fucking every second, second, of second. I loved every, every second, second of it. Man City ended up pulling out a late fucking wig versus Leipzig, and goddamn, they looked fucking like without a foot for a hot second. And then out of nowhere, boom, boom, two more goals, 3 1 win. What is it with Lazio and late goals? I don't know. They're fucking good at that, though. Celtic played a really good game, though, so I don't want to like shit on them. I'm not shitting on them at all, but last, last, like last match day, Lazio's goalie scores a late equalizer. This match day, Pedro scores a 95th minute winner. Bro, you gotta do it somehow. They Milan know how to come seem in to close. be 0 0 fast. 
Yeah. Um, they sort of seem disappointing in attack right now, but they're holding their defense extremely well. Yeah. So I hope uh, they can start clicking. Dude, Antwerp young, crumbled. I was going to say young boys. Yeah, that happened. Antwerp Wait, were playing great and then fell apart. Yeah, Antwerp were playing great. And then just second half collapse. Like completely shot the bed. Atletico actually played a decent game. Yeah, Fanord like hit them hard. Yeah, no. They they were really surprising in terms of the way that they were able to challenge especially that defensive system and put pressure on the back line. I was Oblock impressed. made six saves. I mean, they won 3-2. But, like, Feyenoord really looked fucking good. So, I I was sleeping on them, definitely. And I, I don't want to doubt Atletico based off of this. Like, even though I've been doubting them this season because they're really shit. Um, yeah. Like, Feyenoord still so, played in an amazing match. Feyenoord... I'm going to shout out to Oblock and the defense right here, but more Oblock. So Feyenoord had 52% possession, 2.46 expected goals, 17 shots, 7 on target, 6 big chances, like 15 corners. Oblock stayed, like, won this game. I mean, Murata scored 2 goals, but Oblock was... Yeah. I just saw a really funny post. Oh god. You you know, we talked we talked about Lens beating Arsenal. Well, I there know. was an Arsenal supporter sitting in the stadium and uh, a bunch of Lens fans pulled up photos of Tottenham and just kept on showing <laughs> showing awesome. the Arsenal supporters it. <laughs> Yo, so before we get out of here, you got anything you're looking forward to next weekend? Wait, we didn't mention Barca. Barca ended they up pulling Porto. out a win. Yeah, but no, like Lewandowski is out like because he ended up getting hurt. So that's actually big. And also, See, I didn't pay I, attention to that game because I was watching yeah. the um, Newcastle game. Fair. But I don't want to sleep on the Real like game real quick. They scored three bangers. So... I know they did, but the Valverde banger. Look, he ripped shut the shit up, out of that. Shut no, up. No, no, We're no. ending it. No. Nah, you, you, see, you got to decide when we end it. I want to end it on that because that shit was fucking disgusting. Like, it yeah, was. it bounced it, off of him, but like. It whatever. was, but as, as Roger Bennett said on Men in Blazers that I listened to today. Fede Valverde benefited from something that everybody in the footy world knows as a Pickford. And yeah, I just, I'm going to let you know how a goalie feels when that happens. The goalie feels, wow, he ripped that shot. He got lucky. Yeah. 
There's a difference between like and Fede Valverde probably no, feels no. like he got lucky. Like Bro, I'm it, not I'm not saying that it wasn't just luck based off of the way that it ended up playing. Valverde does have the skill to hit that in. He does. And he hit does. it like that. But you but you have to more look at that specific shot goal. was luck. Yeah, I know that yeah. entirely. It was yeah. still a banger though. That's what yeah. I'm still saying. It's I just I look at it as it's a very very well I don't think it's a banger. I look at it as more it's a very well-struck miss that happened to go in the net. I think he yammed the fuck out that job. He did. And he did. No, he ripped. We, all right, all right. It's no, a no. Really? Here, ready, 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 ready. He's. It's a ripper. It's not a banger. Hear me okay, out. I guess because a banger thought, has to I do thought, with how it goes wait, in the net. Wait, 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 wait. I thought it was literally gonna hit bar down, but the keeper was in the way, and I just think it happened to hit the keeper because the keeper tried to dive for dude, it. And then dude, dude, watch the replay. The it came out of the net and hit the keeper like a yard in front of the line. It wasn't going down. Yeah, no, I haven't. Like, I watched the replay like three times, but I haven't seen it in the past two days. And I've been hyping it up in my head. So yeah. I, no. Uh, so, yeah. so very quickly, very quickly, watch it again. Bro, you're just doing this to fucking prove me wrong. I want to end the fucking goddamn podcast. I don't give a shit. Well, so I tried to end it and you said no. So now I'm making you watch this. No, I don't want to fucking... Fucking, I really don't care. Like, I really All right, care. fine. I'm just playing the outro because Carl's being a bitch. He doesn't want to watch this video. But thanks for tuning in. Um, we're hoping to have Chad back next week. I don't really know where he is right now. We got a pretty good story to tell, but we'll catch you guys next week. Carl, you got anything to say? Okay, peace. I forgot I had to hold this for it to work.